Thank you very much, Mafito. No, no, that didn't come out well. <laughs> but that's it for the midday news here on Joy 99.7 FM. Our top story, over 100 Ghanaian students stranded in Wuhan demand immediate evacuation to Ghana as China continues to battle deadly coronavirus disease, which has so far claimed 80 lives. And that's it. I am MFAPO. Thanks for your company. But it's not like I'm nosy. I'll go out to find out the latest filler. It's just that I get 50 megabytes of data free after paying for only the first minute of every call. And so I just keep discovering stuff minute after minute. That's how come I was minding my business, scrolling through my timeline, and I found out Coco has a new baby. Hmm. Oh, and last week, I learned Ken won the lottery. You see, Ken is my brother's friend. So hello. Look who's about to vote with the rich and famous. <laughs> Enjoy even more value with MTN Free After One. You only pay for the first minute of your call on MTN Free After One. And the rest is free. Plus, you enjoy free 50 megabytes worth of data to browse your favorite sites. Open where? Open there. So dial star 315 hash to sign up. Good day for you everywhere you go. Terms and conditions apply. And I run the shop just down the road from your house. You know, the one you always come to when you need things like milk, sugar, Gary, and other things. I'm also your cow bank agent with whom you can do all your banking transactions. So the next time you visit my shop to get anything, just remember that you can now open your cow bank snap account right here. Make cash deposits and withdrawals, transfer funds, and also pay your bills easily. All you need to open an account is any valid national ID and your fingerprint. Just look out for your cow bank agents in your neighborhood or look out for any registered cow bank agent sign and enjoy easy banking with cow bank agents banking contact us toll free on 0800 500 500 or visit www.cowbank.net for more information cow bank agents banking your neighborhood bank Music is one alive. Music is something we bring we into existence from what we were to Charlie. The house we did inside to what we shop or even music. When we are writing music, like it be the fans where they come on ahead inside. Hey Charlie, for the state top safe, how we go perform our mountains. On our songs and everything, it be influenced by our fans. Sometimes we defeat go stage and something where one fan go talk very funny or very serious or something where you feel like no, it could draw your attention. It's even funny sometimes if like when we meet our fans, I wish I could shake hands with everybody and take pictures with everyone. Our social impact there, Charlie, we surprisingly it's created um, a bond among friends. Anytime they see Dope Nation, they're like, yo, Charlie, you guys will be Dope Nation. We too will be Hope Nation. Hey. What's up, people? It's B2 Ben. And it's your boy. Hey, man, Dope Nation is in the building. And we are here for the music, the fans, and the impact. This is our power of three. Stop Nation. We Music Awards here for the music. love must be shared by one other to answer someone's dream. Join me on the Late Night Express Mondays to Wednesdays 10pm till midnight. It's a whole new world of romance on Mondays and Tuesdays and a deep no holds barred brothers chat on Wednesdays from 10pm. You don't want to miss the all new Late Night Express. Love.
love is here to stay with George Quay. Only on Joy 99.7 FM. The Midnight Express. Let's love. Joy 99.7 FM. Hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in word with Pastor Mensa Otterville. And now, today's word. Well, my message, I'm doing a two-part message this week and next week, are titled Gifts and Calling. Gifts and Calling, and this is part one of gifts and calling. Gifts and calling lie at the heart of every leadership vocation. For us to exercise leadership in any area of life, we must know our gifts and our calling. And throughout the Bible, we see a pattern of people being called to step into leadership roles. They are not all called the same way. However, there is a point in the lives of people when they sense that a demand is being placed on them to step into leadership. And that point is the point where they become aware that their lives must be lived for a higher Purpose to live for something bigger than just their own personal lives. We call it a calling. And a calling can be uh, a calling to the ministry, uh, but each one of us has a calling one way or the other. And it's important for us to know when that moment comes when God demands you to step forward into your leadership role. I'm going to start with two passages of scripture, and that is Romans chapter 12, verses 6 and 7, and then 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 to 11. Romans 12, 6 to 7, 1 Peter 4, 10 to 11. So I'll read the passage from Romans. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching. In prophecy, prophesy. In ministry, Minister in teaching, teach. Then First Peter chapter four, verses ten to eleven. 
as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, although this passage is directly speaking about our spiritual gifts and how to use them, the principle there applies to our natural gifts as well. So it's not just about how to use our spiritual gifts, but also how to use our natural gifts. And a few thoughts I want to bring to your notice. The first is that we learn from this passage, especially the Romans passage, that our gifts are not the same. Our gifts are not the same. Having different gifts or gifts that differ according to the grace that is given to us. Our gifts differ. No two gifts are exactly the same because every gift is personalized. Um, You can have two people with a teaching gift, but they would manifest that gift differently. You can have two people with a gift to be artists or draw, but they would draw differently. You can have two people with a gift uh, for music, but they will sing differently. So although the gifts may be generally the same, when it is manifested in an individual, it's never the same. There's no one on this planet who has the gifts you have. Because every gift is personalized to the individual. So our gifts are not the same. Secondly, our gifts manifest God's ability in us. The fact that we have any gift is an indication that God's grace is at work in us. The fact that there is an ability you have to do something is a sign that God's grace is at work in you. Our gifts manifest God's ability in us. Thirdly, our gifts require good stewardship. First Peter says, as each one of us has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. A steward is one who takes care of something that belongs to another or something that has been entrusted into his care. So, uh, whatever God gives to us, we are stewards of it. We have to take hold of it and we have to properly take care to use it. We have to be good stewards of the grace of God that has been given to us. The quality of our stewardship will shape the quality of our gift. In other words, if God gives me a gift and gives you a gift and you use your gift well or become a good steward of your gift, 
your gift will function well for you. If I don't use my gift well and I'm not a good steward of my gift, my gift will not function well for me. So it's not just a matter of receiving a gift from God. It is the stewardship that we give to the gift that will determine the quality of the gift and how far it goes. And the fourth point I want to make is that our gifts should be our area of operation. And this is so important. Our gifts should be the area of our operation. Remember the passage is if prophecy let us prophesy or ministry let us minister. He who teaches in teaching. So your gift is the basis of what you do. If the gift is a gift of teaching, you don't go and sing. If the gift is a gift of uh, uh, prophecy, you don't go and teach. Because you have to operate in the strength of your gifting. That is what is going to set you out. There are over 7 billion people on this earth. You cannot stand out by copying. You can only stand out by being unique. So if God gives you a gift, you operate in that gift. In prophecy, let us prophesy. In ministry, let us minister. In teaching, let us teach. So you operate according to your gift. Remember, although the context is spiritual gifts, the principle applies to all other gifts. If if I have the gift of art, I have to art. I have to use it. If, If I cannot say, well, God has gifted me as an artist, but I really like to be an engineer. I will be an engineer, but I will always be a second class mediocre engineer who would never stand out for anybody to follow. You have to operate in the area of your gifting. It's so critical to leadership development in life. So what constitutes our gift? What, what is it? When we say something is a gift, what do we mean? Remember the leadership is about competence. People follow those whom they believe know what they are doing. And when somebody shows competence, we submit our views to that person. We willingly follow others when they show competence. If somebody knows a lot about football and they start talking about football, we keep quiet. Somebody knows more law than us and they start talking about law, we keep quiet. Somebody knows more about medicine, they start talking about medicine, we keep quiet. Because once somebody shows competence in an area, others follow them. That's why it's so important that in life you become competent. But you cannot be competent in a vacuum. You have to be competent in the area of your gifting. Because the area of your giving, gifting gives you an advantage before the race starts. It, it is God's investment in you before you even start living. God gives you an advantage. So what constitutes our gifting? Four areas that will help us to really work to know what our gifting is. First is talent. 
the first thing that uh, shows our area of gifting is talents. Talent is what we can do naturally. It's the thing that we can we are able to do without much effort. And talent is important. Talent because talent has to do with the way your brain is wired. Is the way you process your thoughts. Is the way you are you. So talent is not just what you do. It's, it's the way you think. It is our disposition to do something easily. It could be the ability to tell a story easily. To make things up easily. You know, when, when, when children are growing, there are those who make things up easily. We may call them liars, but they're too young to be lying. A three-year-old who says, my father has a big elephant in his room. And yesterday he brought a big uh, train and the train is in his bedroom. Now he's not really lying because he's too young to have a motive for lying. What he's doing is he has a fertile imagination. Are you getting it? He's able to think about things which are not there and see them to be there. They are able to create. It is the power of imagination at work. Obviously, you have to teach the person morality later in life. Otherwise, they would use that power of imagination to do very bad things. But if you guide them well, they would become extremely imaginative and creative. But it comes so naturally. Other children can do that. They only talk about what is there. My father has a small table. (laughs) So, uh, it is the ability to do things easily. It comes with the ability to... Uh, make things with your hands, think through ideas, to sell things, to fix problems, or to speak convincingly or some other predisposition. It's the way you are wired. You, you don't learn to do it. It comes naturally to you. Each one of us has a talent. Talent is great, but talent is not everything. It is where you start your leadership development process from. But it's not where you end. You don't end with talent. You start with it because you need other things beyond talent. You need passion. Passion is what you really love doing. Passion is what is called fire in the belly. It is what you feel very strongly about. Without passion, talent will die. Without passion, talent will be dormant. So passion is what is going to drive you. Passion is like the engine in a car. The car may have a nice body. That's a talent. Very nice. It may be a nice Mercedes-Benz, the the latest, or a Rolls-Royce, or Bentley, or some, you know, uh, really exotic car. Nice color, nice body. But if it doesn't move, it's of no value. So something must move it. The engine, there has to be a power that drives it. That power that drives this nice car is what I call passion. There are people with a nice talent, but no engine. 
So they sit, they, they become display for other people to watch. They never move anywhere. They never get anything done. Because in life, you're going to have valleys. You're going to have mountains. You're 